0: To the QB list fantasy football podcast. This is the waiver wire show, and once again, we're back. It's the same casting characters as last season. I am Callan, joined as always by AJ, our waiver wire connoisseur. AJ, how was your off season? It's good. To t- good to talk to you again.
1: It's over, baby. The off season is over, Callan, and that is that is really what matters the most. Um, no, my my off season was great. Um, excited to get back into it. Excited to 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 uh to swim in the depths, to wade in the waters of the waiver wire with you once again.
0: Yeah. I mean, hopefully this year we're not breaking down the veteran names and the boringness of last season and the crazy names mm-hmm. of, you know, talking about Adrian Peterson and all those random guys we never thought we'd talk about. And here we are, are talking about again, but it was a very interesting week. Football is once again back. And there are a lot of the people names to get into. It was a, uh, pretty injury-filled week my Steelers lost potentially two of their best players your Falcons just lost and um yeah you 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 lost some players we we lost our soul and that's okay yeah you know what you're the better and so you're kind of the better So, (laughs) Uh, but it's like you said it's great to be back it's great to be talking football with you again and we're just gonna get right into it this year we're gonna be going through a different format last year we kind of went into position by position this year we're just getting right into it here are some names to know. Here are a couple guys you want to really monitor and just really dive right into it, not beat around the bush and get right into it. So we're going to go right over the back, off the name that everybody's single person is talking about. And that's Jeff Wilson. We received news today of Elijah Mitchell's injury, where he's going to be placed on an injured reserve and missed approximately six to eight weeks, something like that. So he's going to be gone. And that San Francisco backfield goes back to the Kyle Han- Shanahan House of Horrors, where we don't fully know what it's going to be, but we know that at least the main guy is going to be Jeff Wilson, who's currently 17% rostered on Yahoo. Week one, he's kind of quiet, and when he got back in nine carries for 22 yards, two receptions, eight yards. He's the next man up. San Francisco is going to be carrying the ball. I'm interested, AJ, in what your feelings are with Jeff, with Jeff Wilson. I know, obviously, he's the main guy, but... We talk about Fab a little bit. What percent of Fab would you throw on Jeff Wilson? And you know, is he obviously he's the main guy, but is, are you splashing, spending big on him like you were Elijah Mitchell at this point last year, or do you want to kind of wait it out? Well, it, it, that that's the thing. It's it, with it, I'm just I'm thinking of Elijah
1: Mitchell last year. You know, and again we 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 come to the we come to the week two waiver wire every week with a San Francisco running back that we don't quite believe in. And I I, mean, I just remember last year it was Elijah Mitchell. Can we? Do we really think he's going to trust him with the main workload? Um, aren't they going to spread it around? Well, don't forget Trey Sermon's there, and, and it, it feels like the same thing. So even though Jeff Wilson didn't seem all that great, um, I, you know, it, he only had nine attempts for twenty-two yards. Um, I, I do think that that where I have pause with Jeff Wilson is that with Trey Lance as QB one now, and with Debo Samuel as just this unstoppable force either, um, on the outside or, uh, just taking handoffs. Um, I do think that limits his ceiling a little bit. Um, and you know, with, with the arrival of Tyrion Davis price and, um, who's, who's the other rookie Damon, um, uh, Jordan Mason, Jordan Mason. Mason, Yeah. Um, you know, there are a lot of questions there. However, I do think that, um, that Shanahan is going to want to have a featured back. I think we're going to have yet another year. We're coming up on almost a decade of a different featured running back, uh, for the 49ers. Um, so it, it, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I, I, it, it, like you said, I think it's, you know, about eight weeks, six to eight weeks that, um, that Elijah Mitchell is going to be out. So I think you just got to go with where the volume is going to be on a, on a rushing attack. Um, and yeah jeff wilson tops my list um I, I'm, I, I have a lot of uncertainty around it but i still think it's something where you're gonna you know need to put 20 percent of your fab in to to get him especially when you're looking at elijah mitchell owners and a lot of the again other people are uh, the other managers in your league if they're paying attention they're gonna be telling themselves this same story about mm-hmm. san francisco so um but i i i i think you know you can't take it with you, so um, past the season,
0: so you might as well, might as well get your fab out for for Jeff Wilson, who knew the Elijah Mitchell of the 2022 season will be the guy that replaces Elijah Mitchell. Mm, but yeah. like you said, the big story, Jeff Wilson, fifty eight point eight percent of snaps in Sunday's loss to the Chicago Bears. Jordan Mason, even with Mitchell getting hurt, did not see a single snap. So they'll be more involved. It's not going to be a hundred percent Wilson, but I think the backfield's in his hands, and you know I'm in on this. I think that. We were wondering last year, it's going to be a little bit of timeshare, but Wilson was the passing downs guy coming into this season. There's no reason they'll change that up. So I'm in, I'll be putting some good fab on Jeff Wilson. And I think that he could be, a. know, they have the run first offense and that means it's going to go through Wilson and Lance. So yeah, I'm in and, Let's and see how, and,
1: and we have, we have seen him do it before we've seen him have big games. We've seen him do it. So, um, I, I think that as long as he's healthy, he'll, um, you know, He's he's worth a shot, Um, which which brings me to um, our next pick, Curtis Samuel. Uh, He's only six percent rostered right now, and it's because he could not get on the field last year. Um, But this is what he was brought in for in week one. He uh, he led the team with um, 11 targets, eight receptions, 55 yards and a touchdown. There were a lot of other touchdowns uh, going around. Carson Wentz was uh, was just a touchdown machine in week one. Um, but this is what Curtis Samuel was brought in for on the first series. He was all over the place and capped it off with a three yard score. Um, he was targeted on 28% of his routes. Honestly, it, it he it, you know, it, he's always been a game breaker. He's always been an explosive guy. And just last season, I think, you know, th- what week one gives us is a reason to just say to, f- to just let last season be a wash. Let all the injuries be a wash as long as he's healthy. He's clearly a a focal point of this offense. The only question is, is it for
0: real and how long will this last? Yeah, the one pause I'd have for Curtis Samuel is a name that's probably going to be brought up in other people's leagues, John Dotson. Dotson's on the field for more snaps. So there's clearly a role for John Dotson. You know, Carson Wentz has had a really good game. But this is against Jacksonville. Is Carson Wentz good enough and is this Washington offense good enough to support three wide receivers? I'm not sure. You know Terry McLaurin's gonna get his volume. But after that, you know, can he really support three weapons? And we know QB list has our affinity for Logan Thomas, and I don't think he's fully going away. It won't be as much as these these three guys, but Logan Thomas will get his share of the work. So can it really support three or four guys? I'm I love the talent of Curtis Samuel. I'm hesitant on him being my number one. Uh, receiver target this week just because of there's two guys in Washington that probably people are throwing their fab on this year. So I'm more likely to go after our next guy on the list, which is Jarvis Landry. It's similar situation, but you saw and you watched it yourself as a Falcons fan. Jarvis Landry was extremely involved in in New Orleans. And I talked about open the show about the boring veterans starting it off. Here's a boring veteran we're going to be talking about. And that's Jarvis Landry. And he had, he led the team in target share of 28%. He was on the field for the second most snaps on that team behind all of her receivers, only behind Chris Olave. Obviously, Michael Thomas is going to ease his way back in and get up to that point eventually. But we saw James Winston, like, starting at the slot. We saw he was eyeing up Landry. He was a focal point of that offense, and I think that's not going to go away. New Orleans is going to be a heavy pass offense. Landry was constant. That's why he didn't score a touchdown. He had nine targets, 114 yards. Like I said, he was the most targeted New Orleans receiver. Now you have the same concerns about whether Olave overtime is going to continue to get his work. Thomas is going to work his way back and then it becomes another three headed monster. But we've seen it with Jarvis Landry. We've seen the health be there more than we've seen it for Curtis Samuel. So I'm more willing to take a shot on new Orleans with a pass heavy quarterback like James Winston, than Curtis Samuel with Washington where it's Carson Wentz. And we've always had the, you know, how legit can Carson Wentz be and James Winston, at least we know, he'll throw the ball 40, 50 times. So at least the volume will more than likely be there for Jarvis. In my opinion, than it would be for Curtis Samuel, but both do both are going to be priority ads for you and your leagues. It's just a kind of pick your poison. Are you siding with AJ or siding with me?
1: I cannot believe you would bring up Jarvis Landry after week one. You know how much he hurts me. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, Jarvis Landry is a, I mean, throughout his career, if you, so he had a, if you look back at Jarvis Langer's career, he had, you know, a wretched 2021 and 2020 injuries, um, all sorts of, you know, dysfunction in uh, in Cleveland. But if you go back to uh basically every year starting his um, after his rookie year, even in his rookie year, he was still getting targeted on 24 percent of his routes. Uh, he just wasn't on the field as much. But. 2015, he finished as a wide receiver 16. 2016, he was hurt. 2017, finishes a wide receiver number seven. 2018, finishes number n- as wide receiver 19. In 2019, finishes wide receiver 13. So, I mean, he has put together this career. He's just had these two, these two past couple of years where he just hasn't been healthy. Kind of hasn't been, you know, at the at the top of his game. So, um, if you're looking for a track record uh, of can Jarvis Landry get it done. Absolutely, he can, and he he rolled out in that first week and showed that he has uh, he has that connection and that chemistry with Jameis Winston, and he's gonna continue getting those targets. So he led the team in targets for a reason. He uh, went off for 114 yards. The only thing he was missing was a touchdown. He would have been in the, everybody's top 12. So I absolutely think Jarvis Landry is uh, is a must add, especially as we kind of see this. New Orleans offense kind of figure out who they are. It, it was a pretty sloppy week one, uh, mm-hmm. all around. Um, you know, no doubt due to the vaunted uh Atlanta Falcons defense, <laughs> of course. Uh, but yeah, at um, you know, I, I, I think he's going to be available in you know, he's available in about half of leagues. Um, he's in Yahoo, uh, roster percentages, he's about 42 percent, but I think. I think Landry is a great add. Um, the other, uh, I'm going to jump right to another saint here. Um, th- this this is how you know I'm objective, and this is why how you know I just want you to win your leagues, uh, QB listers, because I I wouldn't do this any other way. But I have to mention Taysom Hill. He's 11% Ugh. rostered. I have to. I know, but it's with. I thought he Don't was going away. <laughs> well, yeah, we all thought he was going away. He, he got his uh, his roster or his position uh, designation uh, designation officially changed to quarterback. And we just assumed with all the reports from camp, yeah, he's going to try to get in there with, you know, his, are we going to go with Troutman or Juwan Johnson or J- Taysom Hill? No, 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 not so fast, my friends, uh, as uh, as we would say. Um, th- the, the fact is that on a single play, Taysom hill basically became like a top 12 tight end for the week um so if you have the ability to roster a tight end i don't know if i'm starting him right away but if this something this is something that's going to continue dennis allen is probably so proud of himself right now that he kind of kept this under wraps but um you know he had he had four rushing attempts for 81 yards and a touchdown he Tacked on another reception but it, it was really limited to a, a couple series but if this is something that continues throughout the offense, if we see um mm-hmm. if we see the saints doing a couple quarterback and you know doing a two quarterback thing, having taysom hill come in at, at certain plays, I, I could see them peppering him in a little bit more toward the goal line. Um, in a, there's a lot up in the air um and it's very hard to trust. but have you ever heard of the tight end position? Uh, that is a that is a position that is just hard to trust anyway. So, bottom line for me, and and you can weigh in on him as a completely objective observer, Callen. But he's he's gonna be a top ad, um, especially for teams that don't feel set in their tight end position or just managers who uh, just if you're in a deeper league and kind of have that spot. Um, he is absolutely gonna be a top ad. I don't know if they're gonna keep doing this uh but when you have that kind of a cheat code at, and that positional flexibility then you know it, it it's just hard to to argue against rostering him
0: no you're you're 100 right and uh, you heard my sigh you heard me say i thought he was going away because i didn't think we'd have to have this conversation especially week one with a new head coach but he's not going away he's going to be running the ball he's going to throw over touchdowns and you're a lot of us were late Last pick tight end pickers, such as myself, where you took an Irv Smith or a Cole Komet or David Njoku, Hunter Henry, one of those late round flyers at tight end. Well, here's a guy, you know, who's going to get the ball. You know, he's going to be used in the backfield. You know, he's going to get his fair share. So if your league allows you to use him as tight end, I'm not going to blame you if that's what that's the shot you want to take. The week two matchup is against Tampa Bay, which we've seen is going to be very tough. But you know, he's not going away as much as we might want him to. And we might want to not have to mention Taysom Hill. This is not going to be going away, and it's going to be something that continues for throughout the season. So, yeah, if you if he's out there and you can use him at tight end, I'm not going to blame you if you put him. He'll probably be right in the top twelve for most people this week and most weeks. The the use continues, but yeah, yeah. No, all good. right,
1: all right. En- enough talk about the Saints, okay? Callan, yeah,
0: our 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 fifth pick tonight
1: was actually going to be one of your yes. boys, one of your. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers own, um, but we've got a little bit of an update on that. So you're actually going to surprise me with, uh, with our fifth pick here on the waiver wire.
0: Yeah. And in case you aren't aware, that pick would have been Jalen Warren because of the Najee Harris foot injury, but all the reports that are coming out of Pittsburgh um, practices that this isn't a serious injury. Najee seems good to go. We'll likely see him week two. Obviously if Jalen, if he gets ruled out or injury worsens, put Jalen up Warren up there with Jeff Wilson, he'll get the volume. An undrafted rookie, so he'll be below Wilson for me in terms of priority. But if we find out Najee's gonna be unavailable, yeah, make sure you get Jalen Warren in all your leagues. But my fifth pick or my next pick that I want to talk about, we'll stick with the running back position. And I want to bring up Jamal Williams. And I think the pain the theme of this show is pain. It's guys you don't want to talk about. And Jamal Williams is one of those guys for me because I have DeAndre Swift in a lot of my leagues, and he was clearly the better back on Sunday. He was clearly the best back on the field. He might even say he was the best player on offense on the field, although A.J. Brown might have something to say about that. But DeAndre Swift looked great. He showed while he was a late first-round pick and you know a priority add for a roster for a lot of people this year. But Jamal Williams, the same thing. He's not going away. It's clear that Dan Campbell likes to use him in those goal line and short goal to goal situations. You saw on hard knocks, he broke practice. They highlighted Jamal Williams a lot. He is not going away, and he's going to be a a a, a big point of this Detroit Lions offense. And he's going to steal touchdowns away from um, DeAndre Swift, which led to this week when he scored two touchdowns, including one, which we kind of talked before the show. One was kind of vultured from DeAndre Swift, but one he earned. He pushed his way down. He broke the tackles and got it there. He earned that touchdown. uh if you're in need of running back, it's in a similar situation as to the Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell situation. It's kind of similar to the Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt situation. I think there are in some weeks, maybe not until you get to the buys, but you know, Jamal Williams is gonna be an interesting ad. And if you get to a point and when you get to the midpoint of season where it's by, you can make a case that you have two Detroit line running backs to start because that blinds offensive line. Has been sneaky good. They've made some good ads about that. And you saw Pro Football Focus ranked them as one of the top five, top ten offensive lines in all of football. So I'm very interested in what Williams has been doing. He looked very good and earned his, earned his work. He's currently 48% rostered on Yahoo. So he's out there in about half of leagues. I think outside of obviously stashing him as a, uh, a handcuff for DeAndre Swift, I think he's got standalone value the rest of the season. I'm very interested in what he's doing and think that he's he's earned his, his spot man i love jamal
1: williams he's so fun I, and mm-hmm. and i think i think his personality earns him playing time too but yeah I, I mean i mean you heard dan campbell talking about it you've you've heard of this you know it's like oh they're my 1a my 1b guys mm-hmm. and i think that as you know as the nfl continues to change where we're not having as many of, you know, the, the bell cow, the workhorse back the three down back, Um, you know, Deandre Swift has had his injury concerns. He's had some, some history there. Jamal Williams has as well. And so I think that a lot of these teams are, they want to keep their best players healthy for longer in the season. So I think we're, we're seeing more of this split now. uh, Deandre Swift still had, you know, he had kind of a two to one advantage in the snap overall snap share, um, I think he's obviously still going to command a lot more of the passing down work. Detroit projects to play for behind a good bit. Um, mm. But, you know, I think, I think when you're looking at, at neutral game strip scripts, you're going to see more um, a little bit more of an even share between these guys as, as, uh, as Dan Campbell and the Lions want to keep uh, Deandre Swift fresh. And again, I think they like Jamal Williams. They know what he can do around the goal line. They know he can, um, he, he, he can knock some people down and run it in. So, Man, he's—I—I think—I think I he's—he's think uh, he, he's a worthwhile add there. I—I I know that he's going to be up above fifty percent after this weekend, yeah. uh, or af- after Wednesday. Um, but definitely, and on on the Jalen Warren side for sure. I mean, you know, we we record this uh, podcast on Monday night, so there's still a lot of information that should come out on Tuesday. So definitely keep an eye on that. If Najee Harris is ruled out. Um, it will probably only be for a week and, you know, Jalen Warren was this, you know, camp superstar earned his way kind of into that second spot, beat out Benny Snell for, for that backup job. Um, I do think he'll be utilized. I don't think he's a one, you know, I don't think he's going to plug and play and completely, you know, fill in that Najee Harris, uh, hole if, if he leaves one and even then it'll only be for a week at the most it seems like so um he would still be a little bit lower on my list um uh, just you know in- unless you just absolutely need that one one week flyer if Najee Harris is ruled yeah. out but again the, it seems like the test came back negative not as serious as they feared um but, yeah, the, so, uh, so, Colin, th- those are our guys. Um, yeah. Do you have any, in, any other, any other shots you want to throw in? I know you mentioned Jah- Jahan Dotson um, a- as a potential guy. Um, Dontrell Hilliard went off, and so mm-hmm. he's a great option, especially, you know, if, uh, he's, he's only 7% rostered. So, you know, if you have kind of that, um, you want to add a little bit of that security as uh, Derek Henry's backup plus, The guy who seems to be the the pass catching back in Tennessee, Um, no problem with that. But anybody else you've got your eye on besides our top
0: five? Uh, I'll throw Khalil Herbert out there as well. He looked good for Chicago, and you know he's he had similar to Jamal Williams. I think he's going to be a kind of a two headed monster. He's going to get his work just like that. So in Chicago, team the same thing, kind of a neutral ground maybe passing downs, but Herbert's more involved in that. He's definitely a name worth monitoring. And then going into Thursday, Joshua Palmer. I think with the Chargers, we saw while he didn't have exactly the most target share, he might slot into the number two this week with the injury to Keenan Allen. But still, it's the number one you have to monitor. But with a hamstring injury and a Thursday night game, I'm personally expecting Keenan Allen to not play this week. So then who becomes the number two target after Mike Williams? It's Kansas City. You're at the throw to keep up with him. So I think there's a lot of upside for Joshua Palmer in that Charger passing attack this week.
1: Yeah, I, I I think Palmer's a great call, especially with again that that Thursday night game. That's a hard turnaround when you have a hamstring um, going on, even even if it's not serious. Um, all right, so so with with all these players, um, if you're going to add, then you got to drop. Um, so I'm I, I'm, you know, it's early in the season. Of course, our specialty is overreacting to something yes. happening in week one. Um, Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, baby. Um, they're not, but um, you know what? You know, I, I'm rooting for you though. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I, I want. Overreact. to overreact? I'll overreact. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell well, Trubisky's a franchise. I can't even say i have a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good thing this isn't on video. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 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 for players that 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 you might want to drop in order to pick up on the either the week two upside again. You know, we mentioned that the that the Washington Commanders are playing Detroit in week two. Um, so again, that, that's even a little bit more of a bump for some of these players, a little bit more upside. Mm-hmm. So if you've got, um, you know, a couple of people on the bubble on your roster, who are you dropping to pick up one of, one of these five or six guys?
0: It's a simple analyst answer, but if you don't have an IR stash, Rondell Moore has been hurt. I'm willing to drop him for one of those Washington flyers at receiver, same another Arizona receiver, AJ Green. We thought maybe he'd get some work with Hopkins. He only had four targets and it was two receptions, 14 yards. There's a lot more upside with these guys in Washington, and a final receiver that I'm—it's on my bubble. And you know, we took him for the upside, but is it really in there? Kadarius Tony. I'm—I know he's got a high upside, maybe higher than these Washington guys, but he was fourth in terms of target or not even targets, snap share for for New York wide receivers. I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of there. I'm personally with the shares I have, likely to cup bait and try and move on. I'm just, I don't have the patience for, it. obviously if you're stashing him, he's got more upside. I still think Dotson probably would have more than him just because I really don't like what I'm seeing from New York. Well, they actually won a game, so good on them. But uh, with this uh, concern with Tony, with how he was used fourth in terms of snaps, I'm not sure he's going to have the upside. We're kind of hoping for him being the maybe one for the giants. So you know, I'm I'm kind of willing to make that swap if I need to, and I know it's early, but I think those three are you know just kind of quiet weeks, and you go oh, you want to shoot for the upside there.
1: Yeah, if if I can afford to keep him, that I, I I would I would keep Kadarius Tony out of those three. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's you know he had the, kind of those two weeks where he really popped off, but uh, you know we're just we're just uh, following him around after that. Um, you know, I, I I think that the upside is is still there, but I, I definitely hear what you're saying on that. You know, who, so uh, a a player that I'm dropping um, if if I need that spot is uh, Mike Davis. Um, yeah. With with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards both being inactive in Week One, you know, Mike Davis was a popular you know late late week ad. You know, maybe they'll maybe they'll do the Le'Veon Bell and the um Devonta Freeman and all that um you know kind of 2021 stuff with Mike Davis no um I don't think he's going to be a difference maker I don't think he's going to be somebody who's who you're ever going to be confident starting so I think that it's time to just cut bait and, and and get some upside um if you have a second tight end on your roster uh who didn't pan out this week then that's a great spot and of course if you have kickers or defense you know, I'm a big proponent of of streaming kickers. I don't care who the kicker is um, streaming defenses for the most part, um, you know, unless you have like the bills um, or, or a great matchup and drop one of those uh, positions in order to pick up your waiver and then figure that out towards the end of the week, um, especially, you know, if you're in a 10, 12 league, there are always going to be streaming options with a kicker. So um, so that'd be my advice for uh, for making a little bit of roster space for uh, for these top ads.
0: Yeah, and, we, and you talk about streaming defenses. Tune in for QBList.com. We have a, a weekly streaming defenses article that's going to be coming out. We'll be having some streaming quarterback discussion. So if you want some more in-depth talk about some of those targets to to look for, obviously you lost Dak Prescott, so there may be some quarterback ads that we're looking for at the waiver wire. But if you want some in-depth look at, to vote, at those positions, look at those articles look at the start sit articles we'll be diving deep into every option and really trying to help you make those those right decisions to to make that replacement but I, I guess before we go I know it's kind of on the spot with the Dak injury I guess it's worth a quick even know it's 30 it's just one name is there a quarterback out there on the waiver wire that you're looking for if you did re- lose Dak Prescott to replace him
1: Oh, well, let me start by saying it's not Cooper Rush. Yes. Uh <laughs> I'm I'm just going to say that the Cowboys offense right now for the most part is just a big fade uh for me. So, um, you know, I I I just don't think that there's really much that um I mean, to me, it looked like, you know, preseason week four for the Cowboys. Then they were they were that off. So uh, for me, I would say that if I were going to stream someone, I'd probably, um, you know, I'd probably look at potentially Jameis Winston. Um, I don't love Mm -hmm. the matchup for him, but I do think that there's enough um, opportunity there for him to, um, you know, to. You know, I, I think there's there's a there's a narrative that I can tell myself that, you know, even if the Saints are potentially playing catch up, um, you know, I don't I don't think the Bucks look particularly good on the offensive side. So it could be, you know, a little bit of a sloppier game. Um, but that's the first name that that jumps out to me. Um, the second one, honestly, you know, we've been talking about Washington. If you want to maximize the potential upside for your team, um, then, you know, it, it, maybe you're pairing as bad as it may sound uh, a Washington receiver with Carson Wentz Um, you know, they are going, they are going up against uh, Detroit. I do think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for uh, for scoring there. So um, I don't hate that. Um, And if I had to pick one more, I'd probably say uh, Matt Ryan Um, just, you know, I I think that, um, you know, they're coming off a tie. I think that with Michael Pittman kind of, uh, breaking out in week one um, there's definitely plenty of potential there and you've obviously got a good offense going up against Jacksonville. So uh, don't mind any of those guys. They're all under 50% rostered in Yahoo leagues. So um,
0: don't mind it. Yeah. I think it was a great uh, ads. If you did lose him, my strong advice would be try the streaming strategy out for a few weeks. You know, you can get the, uh, you know, kind of talk about it in different articles, but You can get the same production from an elite quarterback just by streaming it throughout the season. So if you can play the matchups, great. Obviously, if you need to make a trade, then there's probably someone in the league who has two good quarterbacks and is keeping one on the bench. So you may be able to get one through trade, but if you can't, I think the waiver wire is just as successful and you'll have just as much uh, success doing that than if you did by trading for a quarterback. But Taysom Hill. (laughs) uh, Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He'll be better than Marcus Mariota. And Mitch Trubisky. I'll throw my team under the bus there, too. He may be better than both of those guys. But, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that, that turns out. But that's actually going to be doing it for this episode of the show. Like, so we wanted to keep these episodes short and sweet and just dive right into the na- main priority, guys. If you want some more in-depth look at to some of these options, AJ is still going to be coming out with his weekly waiver wire column. Uh, They'll be coming out Tuesday, probably by the time you're listening to this. But, do you have an idea of uh, about when they'll drop just in case see if this comes out early, if you can wait for your article, what we'll time? Uh, it, it,
1: yeah, uh, the we're, we're back with the weekly waiver article and it should drop, you know, mid morning, um, around, you know, a little before lunchtime, um, Eastern time on, uh, on Tuesday. So, uh, we'll have a little bit more of a breakdown of, of all the players that, uh, that we talked about on here and maybe a couple other little bonus, um, bonus ads for you to consider, um, as kind of backup offers as well,
0: yeah. And if you have further questions for these wherever options, you can find me on Twitter at callen underscore Elsligger. Look in the show description, it's a long name with a bunch of uh, it's hard to spell over the air, but you can find me there. You can find AJ at Twitter at
1: AJ Passman.
0: Easy peasy, e- yeah, easy enough. And also, I'll probably be plugging us throughout the season, but join the list plus discord dl plus discord we're in there every sunday talking football we're helping people with their start sit decisions we have a fantasy help section that we offer waiver advice if you you can reach out to us directly in there i'm in there fairly often helping out start sit since that's where i'll be most of my articles for this coming season will be about the start sit side aj's in there helping out with the waiver advice and then sundays are just all of us talking about what we're watching it's a lot it's a lot of fun it's a great experience there's trash talk with people's teams it's a it's a great community of people, of listeners and writers and people throughout our community. So definitely join that if you have any interest in talking football with us and other members of the QB list staff. But for AJ, I am Callan. Good luck this week with your waiver wire ads. And we look forward to doing this again in a week from now. So best of luck. And we'll talk again next week.